morning. Today's reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 26. <clears throat> For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Here ends the reading. Good morning. I was asked to speak in chapel a few years ago and didn't realize at that time that I was being prepared to tackle what would be one of the most difficult obstacles in my life. That day I talked about my own faith journey, the power of reconciliation, and my belief in a God that does not wish for bad things to happen to us. It reminded me of the importance of my personal relationship with God, and that I need to be better about leaning on Him in times of trouble. It was great reinforcement for what was to come. So a little bit about me. I have confirmed through multiple sources that I can be classified as a type A maybe a control freak. I picked up the name, nickname Mama Lana sometime around junior high school. I assume this is partially because I enjoy taking care of people and looking after them, and also partially because I can be bossy and enjoy being in charge. It's a name I've embraced ever since. Shortly after my 30th birthday, February 2014, my husband Matt and I decided to start trying to start a family. We had always intended to have children when we were ready. We had deflected the question of, so when are you guys gonna have kids for seven years? And it finally seemed like the right time. We had good jobs, we had purchased a home, we had our fur baby, Buddy, we were ready. I lined up the months I planned to get pregnant so it would be convenient with work and I'd be able to schedule the baby's arrival and uh, have it work around my plans. It was all going to be perfect. A few months of negative tests went by before I started to worry. I bought special kits 
and read about ways to increase fertility. At about six months in, I started talking quietly to friends about the friends that were mothers to seek their advice. And I was welcomed into a group that I had no idea existed. Did you know that over one in five pregnancies can be expected to end in a miscarriage? Or that one in eight couples have trouble getting pregnant or sustaining a pregnancy? Sorry. I didn't. I do now. While I never personally suffered a miscarriage, I did understand the pain and confusion of infertility. Why wasn't my body cooperating? Why wasn't, wasn't this what it was meant to do? The emotional cycle of monthly waiting only to be met with a negative test was almost defeating. Thank God for the women in my life. I've never been one to lean on others or for to ask for help. I mean, I'm Mama Lana, remember? But I have learned the strength that can come from your tribe and that it's okay to ask for and to need help. Many women share their own stories of struggle and loss with me when I started sharing that we were trying. They also shared stories of hope and inspiration and never let me despair. I'm grateful to those who prayed for me and asked gently, how are you doing? And sometimes just wrapped me up in a big hug. They always reminded me that I was not alone. When I initially thought of this summer's theme, footsteps, I thought of the joy that can come sometimes from walking alone. I enjoy hiking. Sometimes walking alone can bring peace and clarity and time to process. But it was also a reminder that when you're carrying a heavy burden, you do not need to, nor should you, walk alone. And yes, God is always there with you, and I don't intend to discount that in any way. But sometimes you need a literal, physical person there beside you. In December 2015, after 15 months of trying, we were referred to a fertility specialist. In early 2016, we made the decision to move forward with in vitro fertilization, or IVF. I'll spare you the full details, but suffice it, suffice it to say, I needed extra support from my tribe at that time. On March 18th, we, were transferred, we transferred one embryo, and I waited the longest 10 days of my life. On March 18th, on March 28th, I received a call from my doctor's office. My blood work came back positive. I was pregnant. 18 days later, we were able to see via, via, via ultrasound that our little peanut was doing well and had a good heartbeat. Today, I'm 22 weeks or five and a half months along. I'm excited to become officially Mama Lana later this year, but also appreciate the lessons I've learned upon this unexpected two-year-plus journey. It has helped me put my true priorities in perspective and reframe what is most important to me. One of the greatest lessons I've learned is that each person is on a journey, and each person is dealing with his or her own struggles. It has made me more sympathetic to the hurting going on around me, and I'm grateful for that. But it's also been a great lesson in the power of community. Through the entire process, I have felt God, and I felt at peace with God and comforted by him. But again, that alone was not enough. As I shared, I've never been good at letting others take care of me. I prefer to be doing the one taking care of people and doing the praying. 
This experience has opened me up to the power of a loving, compassionate, and understanding community and the peace that that community can bring. I also now realize that this journey is far from over. It's just beginning. I will need the support of my community, men and women alike, more than ever in the days ahead. I encourage you to take advantage of the different parts of the body in this place may be replaced with the word community, which God has placed around you. Let others care for you and use their talents for good. Let them shine their light into your darkness. And when you are carrying a heavy burden, do not try to shoulder it all on your own. Mamalana says so. God, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. For the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, in all gifts of healing and forgiveness for the gifts of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. Especially, we thank you, Lord. Oh, God, you have called your servants to ventures which we cannot see the ending by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. is blessing your feet that you may love others deeply enough to know their true needs. God is blessing your feet that you may go very low in order to raise others up and thus honor every person. In the name of God, be blessed. 